This is going to be on Twitter later. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, this works great. It's like, it's, like, it's like classic radio, isn't it? This is classic radio. We should get a webcam in here. No, but that would be no, pointless because no, no, we're not. Really we really shouldn't. No. Let's see the lurid T-shirts that we're wearing today. Hang on. A classic. Oh, hang on. Can't use his phone. Can't use his phone. Yeah. There we go. Hey. Oh, classic radio. That. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, I do look uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Don't usually edit the start of the show, but actually in this case... <laughs> no, I think this in. In this particular instance, it might might be, because if, you, if you're listening, you're sat there thinking, what the... Right, okay. Is going on? So basically, we're sat on a sofa together, recording the show yeah. side by side, which is... Um, yeah, anyway, so what have we got this time? We have got the Pixies, uh, Indy Cindy, Lily Allen, Sheezers, uh, Damon Orban, Everyday Robots, uh, Paul Heaton, What Have We Become, Anastasia Resurrection, and I've missed something, haven't I, already? Kellis? And Kellis, or Kellis. Uh, and Food. Right. Kellis. Uh, but we shall start off uh, with the return of the, the Pixies, who got back together again about ten years ago now, I suppose. Um, really? Yeah. Is that long? But this is their first new album uh, since 91's uh, Tromp the Mound. Right. Um, and yeah, so it's 20, uh, 23 years. Is it? Since the last album. Since the last album, right. So, the question is... Has anything changed hang on, hang since on. then? So they've been back together ten years. Yeah, and this is their first album. Yep. Right. Okay. Cool. Good. Yeah, just been you know <laughs> one cash, cashing in on the old material. I'm glad, glad one of us does the research. Um, right. What do we think? Um, okay. Uh, Pixies fans are gonna love this. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it's it's um it it harks back to to their classic sound. Yes. Um, whilst also doing something quite clever, incorporating some of the more sort of, I'm going to say modern rock, but you know what I mean, 21st yeah. century rock music. Um, so, so it actually begins very rocky. It certainly does. Quite hard, you know, um, with um, what goes boom, appropriately yeah. enough. Um, but then we get to, to a couple of tracks in, we get to the likes of Greens and Blues and Bag Boy, and it's that classic kind of whiny indie song da, da, in the background do you know what I mean yeah yeah that's uh, the sort of classic pixie sound um, and uh, it, you know it, it has its it has its <laughs> solid um, it has its peaks and troughs um, it took me a couple of listens at least I think I listened to this one about three times yeah before I, I kind of really found my um, base with it yes sorry <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh, yeah, I, um, I, I I can see where you're coming from. I, I I think you'd get the problem, you know, with any band that's doing a new record after after so big a hiatus, if you like, is that if you're a fan, you're going to have um, ridiculously high levels of expectation. 
and yeah, if you like like anything in life, if you have, if you have really heightened levels of expectation, they're usually disappointed. Yes, uh, and the reviews for the album have been a bit kind of meh. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's in, in some instances it's got a bit of a kicking, um, which I think is a bit unfair actually. Cause I think it's a, I think it's a better record than that. Yeah, uh, I agree. But partly because I probably wasn't expecting it too much cop. I'd gone the other way. I'd gone the opposite way of thinking. Yeah. My expectation was that oh no, it's probably going to be crap. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think it, as you said, it kind of recaptures the spirit of the band uh, perfectly. The problem with that is, for good or bad, um, it does play like an album that could have been released in '92. It could have come out exactly a year yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, so, so, some of it certainly. Um, I think there's a little bit more of a modern production. Yeah, there is to it. There is, which and probably gives that away. But but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and but as you said, but it does. But by the same token, it doesn't feel out of place in today's soundscape no. as you say yeah but then again that is also perhaps a kind of damning indictment of the dearth of interesting <laughs> yes. guitar-led rock music yeah over the last 10 years as well yeah um as you say what goes boom kicks off proceedings in classic kind of turn it up to 11 kind of styly uh, with blue-eyed hex late on the album similarly kind of menacing track um i like quite like the title track because it has the kind of spoken ill-fitting lyrics spiky verse Fading into a more kind of gentle chorus, which yeah. I like, which is very, uh, very Pixies like. Yeah. Um, and also very similar to um, Swimming Pool Cues on their debut album. But you mentioned Bag Boy, which I think does have quite a modern sound, mm. actually. Cause that, that, and the, I love the cover your breath, cover your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing that, it's really kind of fun. Yeah. And yeah, I think overall, it's a, it's a pretty good record. Does slightly miss the, the absence of Kim Deal, who was uh, really a member of the band original member of the band that's no longer in the band uh, I think her female vocal especially back on backing vocals I think is noticeably missing but aside from that yeah I think I think it's I, I enjoyed it a lot because it's I said, better than I thought it was going to be so. yeah I agree takes a couple of listens but I think I'm with you yeah okay now we move on to the third album from uh, Lily Allen uh, I can't remember if we reviewed the last album or not I don't think we did. Um, uh, but the first, the uh, first album, um, all right, still, mm. I can't remember. I know the first. I didn't review the first album. The, fir the first album, which sold barrel loads, yeah. well, I kind of loathed. I yeah. confess. Um, but it's not me, it's you, which was the the last album, which was four or five years ago now. Five years ago, uh, I actually really liked. I thought it was a really, really great, great, re great record. Good pop, pop songs and some interesting lyrics. And so now we've got this one, third third album, and for me this kind of falls in between the two, really. Um, it's a bit of a hodgepodge, musically, stylistically, and so for me it kind of the, its biggest failing is it fails to flow as an album, um, which uh, as, as we spoke about previous, previously might not be an issue in this day and age. I don't when, it when, is. When no, it's people just talking about tracks yeah. and albums, not the point as it were but we're traditionalists yeah so 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 because of that i find it i find it annoying um but lyrically i think no matter where else is going on i think she still shines through through i think similarly to robbie williams she has a very good sly slightly cynical but kind of quirky lyrical style which appeals to me uh um quite a lot so on stuff like the title track she's she's us 
uh, you know, so I'm ready for all comparisons. I think it's dumb and it's embarrassing. I'm switching off, no longer listening. I've had enough persecution and conditioning, which is all about. The, and I like the idea of that. The whole the thing that that's particularly female artists are always kind of in the press, kind of pitted against each other as mm. being competed, competing to be who's the. Kind yeah, of I like. Thing. I like the the, the the sort of the boxing ring analogy yeah. that went through there. Is all that they're all coming up for a prize fight with each other. Yeah. You know, but and pushed pushed on by the the labels and whatnot. And also, I like the kind of the piss take of the uh, Kanye thing with, yes. the, with the whole title of it. And 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 it's a and it's a, and it's a song that talks about periods as well. Yes, you know, hats off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so there's so that, and, and there's um, on insincerely yours kind of lines like I don't give a fuck about your Instagram or your lovely house and your ugly kids yes. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, which is which is which is quite fu- which is quite funny. Uh, and also on Silver Spoon when she's taking the piss out of people saying, you know... Yes. You know, that was where, very, where did you come from? Very self-depreciating. Yeah. You know. So I, think, so I think, lyrically, I think the album is still really, really strong and covers some interesting to- topics. So you've got her privileged upbringing on Silver Spoon. You've got the stillbirth of her child on Take My Place. Um, finding her, her soulmate, as it were, on As Long As I Got You, which is probably the straightest... Mm. And one or two lyrically. other tracks, sort of. Yeah. touch on on the romantic side yeah. as well and internet trolls on URL bad yeah bad. I quite enjoyed that yeah <laughs> and, and so I, I, I think when it's good yeah on tracks like Table Place yeah uh, Our Time As Long As I Got You Hard Out Here which I think is the first thing which I really like a lot I think hard, I think, it, I think it, it works well that reflects the, um, the the lyrics around the tits and the balls as well yeah. so it reflects that whole adversarial you know you've got to you've got to calm down love which she's sort of fighting back against yeah. you know so I think when it works good well, you, yeah, <laughs> when it works well, yeah. I think I think it's, it's good. But I think there's, yeah. there's, too, there's too much filler, and musically, I don't think the music is as good as the lyrics. I think it's a great pop album. Um, I actually, I, I would rate it higher overall okay. than, than you've you, than you've done. I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, in fact, I agree with almost all of it. Again, um, I, I think I think musically it's fine. It's a pop album. It's it's made it's made when it's made, and I don't think it really matters that it's sort of jumps from style to style I don't think it jumps too wildly but as you're saying there isn't yeah. that sort of natural flow to, to it that you would get in other other genres or other albums it, it is very track by track by track um, but there's enough in each track I think to keep you interested plus I think the lyrics um, it's like as you say Robbie Williams it's that great sort of um, that, that great sort of uh, ability of English pop singers pop writers to sort of look at topics, either personal topics, as Lily's done in some of the songs yeah. here, or wider stuff like URL Badman, um, which no doubt she's probably had some hand off <laughs> experience of as well, um, and, and sort of turn it into a turn it into a clever pop song, and um, and, and 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 please admire me for getting through that without saying Neil Tennant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Um, so I, I ended the album at Hard Out Here. I <laughs> didn't bother with the bonus track. <laughs> no, no, I tell you what. If if if, if you're not a fan of Lily, Lily Allen, the way to really appreciate how good this record is is to start off start by with listening the bonus track. To bonus track, which is her absolutely dreadful, nauseous <laughs> uh, of uh, some, somewhere only we 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 know. It made it like made me. grown adults cry at Christmas. It did, and and actually, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. It actually makes you appreciate the keen version of it slightly more which is really really yeah, but I don't want, I don't want to get hung up on that so I sort of, I stopped the record after 12 tracks I thought that's enough that's perfect perfect pop record okay big tick for Lily then big tick for Lily you're going to ask me next what I think of Anastasia's Resurrection I am uh, yeah. the sixth 
album uh, from Anastasia, and her first in five, five years. I mean, obviously she's battled ca- cancer a couple of times in the last ten years as well. Um, and mm. someone else that kind of, I mean, really burst onto the scene when she with, with her debut album back in in two thousand and uh, you know worldwide smash of I'm Out of Love, which uh, I seem to remember at the time was subsequently the kind of almost the de facto audition piece for any female on any talent show mm-hmm. for about four years. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, so this is I think, so the sixth album, first in five years. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Didn't like it. Not at all. No, did sorry, didn't didn't first time. I've, I think I've said this for a while. Just didn't float my boat yeah. whatsoever. Um, I actually found it very a very dull record to listen to. Um, and I've actually I've had the privilege of seeing Anastasia performing live yeah. about ten years ago, and and she she was fantastic. She blew the blew the hall away, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I didn't didn't maybe I didn't give it enough time. Um, but three thirty six minutes long. I know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, no, I just I just couldn't get, I just couldn't find my groove with this record at all. Um, I appreciate I appreciate the style. Um, I appreciate you know the songs and and certainly her performance. You know, it just personally it wasn't for me. And in a way that I actually quite enjoyed the Lily Allen, even yeah. though it jumps around a lot. Record. I just. I just couldn't. I just couldn't find my my way with this at all. Sorry. Well, I like this more than you, but uh, but I, I I can see kind of where you're coming from. I, I think obviously the the key thing about Anastasia obviously is that that's unlike a lot of other artists out there. She does have a unique and distinctive voice. Yes. Um, and so I think it's a perfectly fine record. Um, and you know, I think some good tracks. I think I think Apologies is quite a strong ballad. I also didn't mind tracks Evolution and pendulum um notably i think the best track on the album is uh, stupid little things um and i think it's perhaps no coincidence that my favorite all-time track of hers is left outside alone and this does kind of echo that somewhat on the chorus mm. um and so the rest of it's a bit mm, yeah it's fine but what i do like about this record is that is i do think that it does sound like an album by a real artist okay um so by that i mean it's it's cohesive rather than yeah so it sounds like so it sounds like it's an anastasia album rather than here's a load of producers yeah who've got anastasia singing different ways that's on different a, tracks. a very fair point actually you know which yeah. we've had a lot yeah. of um recently yeah so you we, don't spend, and we have yeah. yeah so you don't spend the whole album constantly imagining every other faceless female singer of the last 10 years yeah. singing all the songs so that I like about it um, but I kind of agree with you in, in, in a sense that it's, having said that it's a shame that the material is not good enough really like I said apart from those stupid little things and apology and stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's I think her voice deserves better even though she's co-wrote most of the stuff as well I, I, I think she's w- worthy of better stuff yeah Speaking of worthy, <laughs> good link. Yeah, the debut so unbelievably debut solo <laughs> album from uh, Damon Albarn, uh, Everyday Robots, uh, and I'm probably going to do two reviews for this album. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> uh, I'm going to because I, I listened to it again this morning. My word. <laughs> okay, yeah, I listened to it again this morning. Yeah, uh, but 
I made some notes on it yesterday, and my 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 opening co comment when I was thinking thinking about the whole thing was, my God, this is a spectacularly dull record. Right. But I say this with a caveat, and I think it's because of the nature of doing doing this podcast. I think it's safe to say the vast majority of our combined listenings are on the go. Yes. iPods, on phone, where, wherever, and not... Wherever sat, we happen to be. Yes, and yeah. not as we are currently sat on the sofa, kicking back, chilling, yeah. kind of listening. Um, and I think this album suffers from that. And I think it's a, it's a record that you really need to be in a kind of... You know, a Neil, a Neil Young, Jarvis Cocker kind of sitting down and actually listening to the album, as opposed to experiencing the album whilst whilst on the well, whilst on the game. there's other distractions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I apologise for Dam Damon for, for that. Um, so I suspect this album may actually be a better album than I'm perhaps giving it credit for. However, on the first, I listened to it three times on the go, as it were, and I did find it kind of a bit aimless and dull until the final three tracks which I thought were really really mm. strong yeah um, however I listened to it again this morning sat here mm. uh, and it does sound better sitting and taking it in um, so this morning for example uh, title track and Selfish Giant came into their own a bit more for me than they had when I was on the go uh, but I still think the final three tracks are where the, the album's at its strongest and I think Photographs is Possibly the best song he's ever written. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'll start. Okay, I'll start in reverse. Um, yeah, I strongly agree. Those final three tracks are a masterpiece um, of, of songwriting and um, and delivery. Fantastic, yeah, fantastic way to close an album. Um, it's not often we get we get an album. I think albums, a lot of albums, certainly the ones we've listened to in recent years, um, of all artists, even some artists that I really admire. Uh, endings just are rushed yeah you know and one thing that, that Blur actually always did was they always sort of closed on a couple of big numbers so to speak <laughs> or at least they thought you, you knew yeah, that they'd yeah, mapped yeah, yeah, their yeah, way yeah, to yeah. the end you know it's just like well we'll just put all the the good stuff in the first half and we'll sort of muddle the way on to, to, to the closing track um, so yeah no really really good I, I would throw in you and I think it's you and me as well um, yeah that's, that's the long track yeah the long track with, with some really good some really good instrumental in there as well with some really good music I, know, I see from the notes it's Brian Eno so obviously makes sense uh, <laughs> um, I, 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 I see where you're coming from actually with your first review mm. it, it's, it's, it took me two or three listens again a bit like Pixie's album you know it, it didn't quite click at first um, I had to take myself into a space <laughs> on my own, <laughs> you know, and sort of, sort of think about what this record is trying to do. It's obviously like, again, like Lily Allen, it's a very autobiographical record. There's a lot of stuff in here yeah. that um, reflects back on, on his own life and his own experiences to date. Um, and, and um, there's lots of pictures you know, uh, uh, of, of where he's been and, and what, what sort of life he's been. And of course, I think also his musical career is reflected very much in this as well, particularly solo, I say solo, his non-blur non stuff. stuff. Um, it's all here, isn't it? The Marley stuff is here, the yeah. opera's here, you know. Um, the, it's the, kind of less intrusive than it's yeah. been elsewhere, which yes. is a good thing. Yes, no cartoons, you know, but um, it's it's all there. 
and, and it's, a, it's a great summing up I think of the last 10 15 years of his of his work um, in what is unbelievably his first proper solo album, solo album. Um, so I think it's I think the more you listen to it it's a very strong record I think it has the potential not over to reach uh, obviously take take the take the the, um, the blur um, fan base with it which of course has been revitalized in recent years indeed um, but also to reach out to new new fans as well he's very much Oh, it's going to sound cheesy, particularly when you think about what people used to say about Blur in the nineties, and they used to make those comparisons with the Beatles. Mm. Um, I think it's very—he's very much Lennon and McCartney on this record at different times as well, in terms of his approach to the songs. Um, and I still think he has a great voice. I used to think he was a—he had a very annoying voice. Yeah, there were times. There, there were times during his album where I did think he was yeah, he no, a very annoying voice. I think again. It, we used to think when we were any of his interviewed, he's going, "Oh, it's all there. It's deep, deep Essex," you know. And um, he's actually got a really nice voice. Yeah. The, the talk like you went away from Damon. <laughs> you know. So there we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we get back to the ladies. Yeah. And uh, the I'm not sure which I think I think this is again I think this might be the sixth album from Khalees, who again I suppose is probably best known still for um, Caught Out There, which was 15 years ago. Gosh, now, unbelievably! Wow, and Milkshake, which was 10 years ago now. That I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, which had obviously one of the funniest lyrics of, yeah. of, 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 of all time. Um, and you know, so thinking, what has this woman been doing since then? It seems she's been doing food since then. So the album, the the title of the album is actually yeah irrelevant because she's got her own range of specialty sauces and is trying to do her own cookery show. Now this I didn't know. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Uh, saucy and sweet. Right. So the cookery show was she's trying to get off the ground. It's called. Yeah. Um. So, but music is the main course here. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, please, food. Yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have what she's having. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's um, no, it's, it's it's good. It's good. Again, a good rounded record. Um, maybe the criticism. Maybe we both picked up on the Lily Allen stuff. This feels does feel like a solid album. It does. I'm, sorry, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's got that. It's got that feel to it. Um, it opens well. I really like Breakfast. Yep. Uh, opening track. I think it's got a son or a daughter speaking at the start. Yeah. 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 Um, really nice song. Um, um, really enjoyed. Um, is it? Is it forever? Be and um, bless the telephone. Bit of Larry Siffrey. Yeah. Hey. So that's that's interesting because obviously, yeah. cause, cause obviously, obviously that's the, the the sole acoustic number on the on the thing. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah. Nice yeah. Like it. Like it. Um, and again, an album with a strong ending. I thought. I thought last, again. Last couple of tracks. Biscuits and dream and great biscuits and gravy and dreamer. Yeah. Um. Um. You know. Again, really nice sort of well-rounded album. Lots of um. Lots. Of course, it's a it's a soul album, but lots of nods to different styles. Yeah. You know. Again, which I thought keeps things interesting. Um. So yeah, I really recommend this. It's my surprise. Uh. Of, uh, of the podcast, I think. Uh, ditto. I love this record. Yeah. Really, really love this record. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's it it's. One of those thing, one of those kind of albums that comes comes along in a while, so a bit like uh, you know maybe the first Macy Gray album or things like that that, that reminds that reminds you that you still can make a really good soul soul record. Yeah, you know, good strong songs, good arrangement, good vocals, 
and it's, it's the whole album has a kind of blues soul vibe which just genuinely is hard to resist so you've got that kind of elements of kind of kind of evokes kind of kind of 70s Curtis Mayfield with the kind of horns and funk elements yeah. in there and then you've got, you got, you got tra- spatterings of prints and, and actually also smatterings of that Macy Gray album as well um, so it's a modern soul album that that, deliver, that delivers you know um, and it's the songs that are dedicated dedicating that are dictating the pace and the feel of the album rather than the latest production trend as you say gets off to a great great start uh, and then there's, there's, there really isn't a bad track on the album you know you can, I, mean, I, I mean I love the bass riff and the brass fills on Jerk Ribs yeah um and kind of the kind of foot tappingness of kind of fr- Friday fish fry and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole album's just got a really good vibe to it, and even kind of da- you could imagine dancing as well. I mean, Cobbler it has this kind of almost salsa type. Yes. Vibe to it. You can actually yeah. you can actually see someone someone dancing salsa to this tr- this track. Strictly come dancing. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and as you said, you get the odd moment when it all suddenly goes acoustic. Yep. With, with the Labby Sifri cover, uh, which is a, uh, a duet with uh, Tunde Adibimpe, uh, who I'm not familiar with. As I said, oh, I think he might have been uh, the producer on the album. Um, so yeah, uh, having not really thought about Cleese since kind of milkshake, 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 and you know, it's always kind of take or leave it, leave it that. Then uh, this is. Yeah, I'd like. She could teach you, but she'd have to charge. Bumptish. Bumptish. So we finish off uh, with another return, uh, the return of um, Paul Heaton. Yeah. And what have we become? Yep. Um, and not only the return of, of him, but it uh, reunites him with the former Beautiful South collaborator, Jackie Abbott. Yeah. I mean, this is double header, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it really is a kind of... I mean, I'm sure there are reasons why, but she should have. <laughs> equal billing on the uh, the album really um, so essentially this is his fourth solo album if you include his uh, Biscuit Boy Cracker Man out- outings of many years ago um, and funny enough you, you, you made you made a, jo- a joke in a, a email exchange this, this, this week that uh, reminded me of this because obviously when um, Beautiful South split up Heaton famously cited <laughs> Musical, <laughs> musical similarities as the reason this uh, yes uh, and this is oh, it's, it's, it's a difficult album really because really, I, I think I wanted to like this album more than I, than I did yeah um, I mean the opening track reminds me a bit of the jams that's entertainment yeah and it's quite funny um, current single DIY is kind of perfect Heaton you know it, and although he doesn't sing on it at all. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's him. Yeah, yeah it's it's, very it's, it's a perfect, beautiful South record. Yeah, it's very you arch. Know. Yeah, cracking, cracking chorus, uh, and a bit like Lily Allen. The strong point of this record, uh, as has always been the way with Heaton, is is lyrically. Yes, you know, is he, he has a very. Um, yeah, he's, he's got a good lyrical style. I mean, on One Man's England, for example, he takes aim at the kind of little mm. Englanders and. Uh, which seems very appropriate in the current climate happening. Yeah. Local <laughs> UK elections and Euro elections and, you know, yeah. and, and polls seem to be becoming more racist. Uh, so you got that kind of thing at, of um, the kind of his wit coming through. And then you, you have that immediately after, what have we become? It sort yeah. of takes a pot shot at this sort of the Americanisation of English culture. 
which um, you know is again te- you know well well so territory for him, but done very well. Yeah, and 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 so again, lyric. I think the album is lyrically strong, and it's great to to. It's great, particularly when they're both singing together, because you remember just how well matched their voices are. Mm. And from that point of view, you can sit and listen, I can sit and listen to them both sing forever. However, I, I again bit the same with the Lily Allen album for me although more so in this case I think the album is let down by the music really badly yeah it's flabby yeah it's not this is I mean let's let, let's make no mistake this is not a, a classic The Beautiful South record no in fact it's not A Beautiful South there, there is it, it bubbles up from time to time and where we yeah as you say where it's strongest it does sound like A Beautiful South record particularly that, that second track DIY um, it's not Musically, it does feel quite tired in places, um, and I found I was disappointed overall uh, when I think about I think about the record. I think about the length of the record as well. Um, it it did sort of it. There are times where your my your attention isn't perhaps as engaged as it should be. Yeah. I mean, lyrically, it's tight and it's there. Um, a, a gr- repeat what you said about the the collaboration and the chemistry, but just at times it just felt a little bit insipid. Um, and, and tired and dated it's sort of yeah it wasn't even as you know it wasn't even it wasn't even as fresh as some of those those previous albums sounded at the time they came out um and it sort of harked back to a an earlier period of of sort of mid to late 80s music of this genre and um and it just it just sounded dated Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. No, sorry, Paul. I, I am because because um, otherwise it is it's, it it could be a great record. Yeah, no, I I agree. So, uh, g- g- given that yeah, uh, you've been quite even more positive than me for a change on Have this I? particular podcast, I think. Have I? Um, which would what would be? Well, your... I was, I, I'd laugh all the way through. I tried to tone down the positivity. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what would be your album of the month? <laughs> this Pop is a t- this is a tough call. This is a tougher call than I thought it was going to be because a few days ago I'd have said Lily Allen as my perfect pop record. Um, however, um, I've had more time to absorb the likes of the Pixies, yep. um, Damon Albarn, and even and even despite what I've just said, Paul Heat and Jackie Abbott record. Um, yep. You know, it, it, yeah. Uh, <sighs> I'm probably going to change my mind. It's probably going to be Lily Allen at some point, but for the moment I'm going to say Damon Albarn. For me, it's the Cleese album. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> but, yeah. I agree. <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> see you next time. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast.